it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I am Gene Bolduck, your host, and joining me today is the uh, senior trick-or-treat correspondent for Orange County, Penny Rich. Penny, I'm so glad that you survived the earthquake the other day. Uh, Wow. I I was uh, right here in my very own living room talking to my brother. And I said, what was that? Did you hear Mm. that? What was that noise? Mm. I had Mm. no, I can't, I can't even describe what it seemed like it was. Except that for a person like myself with some hearing loss, I thought, did one of these malfunction? Was it, but it was kind (laughs) of like hearing a noise and feeling a noise at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that whatever it was, it was loud enough and disruptive enough that I couldn't believe that he didn't hear it. Yeah. No, it was loud. I, I, I think, you know, I was in the courthouse where I worked yeah. every day. And, um, it was loud. And then I know you might not have felt this, but the ground shook for about two or three seconds. Yeah. With the boom. So the boom came and it was like two or three seconds. And it's long. Those two or three seconds are long. When I know. It feels like you're in a really building. It really is like in, in the movies, right? Where everything yeah. turns to slow motion. It was slow-mo. It was definitely you slow-mo. It's yeah. so disconnected from what you're... So the first thing I did was like I ran down the hall to... Um, to see if my boss was around to see if he wanted to evacuate. Uh, he had written on his whiteboard that he went to go grab lunch real quick. So I was like, okay, Mark's not here. I think we should leave the building. Yeah. And by that time, the deputies came up and said, let's get out of the building. And I was, you didn't have to tell me twice. I was, I was out of there. Anyway, <laughs> that was my next, that was my next step is to move out of there. Um, so we, we went out to the to front of the courthouse uh-huh. um, with a good amount of deputies because the, the, the deputies are below us in the courthouse, right? right. They're, they're like on that ground level. Right. And the first level is um, some of the main courts, and then you have two more floors. The deputies thought it was coming from above. They thought the building got hit from above, like with a plane or something like that. Oh, right, right. We that something had hit the building. Right. Hit the building. Right. We thought that it came from below. Right. So we okay. none of us knew exactly what was the orientation. And by then, you, yeah, you just want to get the hell out of there at that yeah, point. Exactly. So I, I go outside and the first thing I do, you're going to love this, is I call Brighton um, over at WCHL. And I'm, Bri- of course. I'm like, Brighton, what the hell? Is what was on? that, Brighton? Brighton, what was that? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, I think we just experienced an earthquake up here in Hillsboro. And I think Brighton must have thought I was literally uh, i know he was crazy. saying you know that isn't this isn't this in april that i get this call from penny yeah. why is penny calling me now and i said just can you just find out what's going on i'm going to be outside with the deputies and we we emptied the courthouses because you know mark nor sheriff blackwood wanted anyone to get hurt so let's get out of the courthouse until we take a deep breath and see what it was so we had jurors we had just everybody luckily it was a slow day outside and we didn't hear anything nothing we got an all clear about five, seven minutes later. We all back went back inside to work and we continued to like try and figure out what was going on. There was no measurement on the seismic scale. I mean, there was nothing. And so here we are like 24 hours later, maybe more than 24 hours later, like, oh yeah, maybe it was a 2.2 earthquake. And so everybody is like, mm, well, so here, uh, so here I am on this question. Um, uh, you know, I have a couple of problems with this assessment because the, my first thing was, I know that you were like, I was outside looking up and looking around looking what's around. going on because, you know, we live where we live, where there are many military bases. Exactly. And there could be 
you don't need a Chinese weather balloon to believe, especially, frankly, with the events in the Middle East. This was right at the time, if not the very day that Joe Biden was going to go over to Israel, which made a lot of us very nervous for the American president to fly into a war zone. He did it, though. He, God wow. bless him, he did it. But wow. I have to say, the idea that there were there might be military jets that were scrambled, that were doing exercises that could have been over us without us being notified of that. Yeah. This is not a giant leap of my imagination. No, no. I that think that a lot could of people, happen. No. Right. I and I don't think that they that. would tell us. No, no. And I think you're on the same page as a lot of folks, because even uh, some of the deputies later on that day, they were like, yeah, you know, we're not, we're not going with the earthquake. I'm like, well, what are you going with it? Well, cause it did sound like a sonic boom. It really did. I, I mean, those because of us that, that fits the facts it, better than an earthquake does. I, yeah. I don't, you, you remember, I'm sure that a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, we did have an earthquake. We did. I was in Durham. I was outside during my lunch hour. It was a day much like, much like it was today. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. day. Yeah. Very lovely weather, temperate weather. And I was outside sitting in my car over near South Square, just sitting in my car, enjoying my lunch outside to be outside during your lunch hour when you work in downtown Durham. And, and this is kind of really funny. I was listening to Air America radio. Mm, okay? I loved Air America. Yeah. And Al Franken. Yeah. And I think it was Al Franken show. Yeah. And it's a live show. And I'm, I'm listening to the radio. And there was this uh, vibration in the car. And this went on for like 30 seconds. This, this was, well, that's a long, you know, like time. you say, it feels, you know, it's feels just a few seconds. But it feels like longer. And it could have been the case then, but I think it was really, it was like a moment and then another moment. And this kind of went on for a little while. Sure. And I was like, could that possibly have been an earthquake? Is that what that was? That felt like it could have been a tremor. Now mm. I'm out in a parking lot, not in a building. So I'm in a good place to be for that kind of event. I don't think a tree is necessarily going to fall over like a building might. Right. So I didn't feel like I had to take off and go anywhere. And I just sat there listening to the, and I, I swear to you, it was less than five minutes later. And on the radio, they're going, and there appears to have been an earthquake reported right. in North Carolina. Can you believe it? Yes. And that's the difference with, between that one, which I actually had a painting or, or a lithograph come off the wall because I guess we didn't have it on the wall it. better yeah. be enough. That yeah. came off the wall, came crashing That was enough down. To, to do that. To make that crash down. But th that's the difference between then and now, because they were like, um, yeah, we don't know what that was. Everybody go back to work. What? I mean, it was- Right, what, yeah. It, it was not And it was more easy. this, wasn't it, was it more the sound than the vibration or was it, was it definitely the sound for you guys? It was definitely the sound. No, it was really loud. It was, and, and I, you know, I was in, in downtown Hillsborough, the courthouse is downtown Hillsborough. Right. Everybody stopped on the street because you could right. hear it on the street. It wasn't, right. I mean, it wasn't just the building. They had people, I, I saw this on social media in real time, people and on Orange High School Road. What yeah. was that? What was And people that? who um, who were at the uh, Blackwood Park that's right near me, uh, right off of 86. Yeah. Right near New Hope Elementary School across the street. They were saying, what was that? Mm -hmm. So that's, to me, that was the span was from there 
all the way up to the other to side of 70 up to orange yeah. high school, or orange and, high school. And everybody was saying, what was that boom? It was all about the noise. It wasn't, I don't, I don't know, except for the fact that I can easily understand how an earthquake can cause an explosion any number of ways, electrical transformers, sure. Something fall, you know, a telephone sure. pole falls yeah. on a car and it explodes An explosion can be caused by an earthquake. But the earthquake itself doesn't make any sound that I'm aware of. So it it just has not made sense to me that I kept looking for, and then there was, then there were fire trucks, and then there were, okay, so that same afternoon, we were going down to a doctor's appointment and drove by UNC Hospital, and here came fire trucks and fire response vehicles and all this racing to UNC Hospital. They were racing to the hospital. That was, I guess, about a gas leak. I know this because I saw it reported on Chapel Bar. <laughs> um, Go bright. I think that ha- I think that that had nothing to do with whatever this mm. whatever this event was. Mm-mm. And then, of course, there were any number of wonderful online jokes and memes about that was me. I ate at that Mexican place, and it didn't agree right. with me, and so on. You know. Those jokes that you know when you live in a college town, you you expect that, right? right. Um, but you know, just to, I, I know I know you want to go to break real quick, but um, yeah. you know when you when you do go through something like that, and then you'll say, okay, let's go back and, and for the rest of our yeah, day. Yeah, it's a little distracting. <laughs> you know, like it was really it was real hard to keep everyone focused. And, uh, that's all I can say. And and we we did get through the day, and then when we got back to the building the next morning, everyone was like, well. So yeah. that happened. So that happened. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a day in the life at the courthouse in Orange County. What Woo-hoo. can I tell you? Except they're they're built to last up there. Um, we're gonna t- <laughs> we're gonna take so. a quick break and hope that nothing breaks during the break. Uh, we're talking to Penny Rich, and you're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back with Penny Rich. And speaking of earthquakes, so the ground has shifted a little bit in Washington. I'll just say congratulations to the new Speaker of the House. The uh, Republicans have finally decided, have they now have they uniformly decided that what they really want is Mike Johnson, who just looks like if Ken were uh, a guy with a different complexion and not blonde, uh, he might look like Mike Johnson. He just seems like such a nice guy. He's not, he's he's really not a nice guy. From our point of view, absolutely not a nice guy. Oh no. But he certainly out of central casting looks like a nice guy. And on the floor of the house, it appears on the record, like the Republicans finally got their stuff, I'm saying stuff, together because they voted uniformly for this guy. It's almost, Penny, as if they took a secret ballot in their caucus and had a couple of candidates, one against the other, and they said, okay, well, okay, we're going to have it. It's Penny versus Gene. Who's for Penny? Okay, one, two, three, four, and they count up the ballots. Who's for Gene? One, two, three, four, and they count up the ballots. Okay, it's Penny wins by a vote of 10 to 8. 
that should mean that pen, now everybody comes out and votes and they support the winner. Right. And that's what's supposed to happen. folks. Right. No. And they did, uh, um, but they for, couldn't for, do it and they couldn't do it and they the, couldn't right, do it. Right. But they had to eventually do it. I mean, it's been three weeks and, and but this they, time, but like this fools. time, Penny, yeah. they didn't do that. No, they didn't have the secret ballot. They just came they out and just, did it. you know, kind of wheeling and dealing and talking and whatever. And they said, you know, it might be this guy. And then they went right to the floor and took the vote. And he got every Republican vote. Right. That's He's a horrible human being. Bizarre and dysfunctional as screwing it up in the caucus. He's a horrible human being. He, he, wanted, to over he wanted to overthrow the results of the 2020 election. Yep. He wants to um, put arrest women for having abortions, criminally charge them. Right. And put That's them in right. jail. That's and right. he wants to overturn uh, same-sex marriage. He yep. he sort of you know took a, the the same-sex marriage because right away you know Republicans have to go to sex. They can't think about people actually loving each other as marrying an animal, um, a dog. He is a reactionary. He is a reactionary Republican. He's it's right. not conservatism, which is a legitimate philosophy in politics. It's a reactionary political position. Uh, he is a person who. Chooses Virginia Fox of North Carolina, the wackadoo representative wackadoo. from Winston-Salem, to be out in front of him at the podium as he's surrounded by the Lauren Boebert and all of these people. Right. He puts Virginia Fox out in front of him. And when a reporter says, uh, seeks to ask him a question whose predicate has to do with you were the architect of the objections to the 2020 campaign. Right. And that's the predicate for the question that never came because Virginia Fox started yelling at the reporter to shut, shut up. up, just this shut is, up. So, so leader. that's, that's the crowd that he's surrounded. He's still the head now of the craziest and most dysfunctional political party caucus in the history of the Congress. That's right. And and the, the Democrats who are going to run against them next year are going to need to keep that VCR. Nobody has a VCR anymore, but they're going to have uh -huh. to keep recording. Oh, yeah. And they will. Because they're going they to will. get more and more moments like that. Right. They're absolutely going to shut down the government next month. I can almost guarantee it. They want, I'm sure well, that rule is still in favor place, of that. Right, Gene, that, that it only takes one person to get rid of the speaker. They didn't get rid of that. I, That's still know, there. They need to get rid of that. Now, this is one of the things that the Democrats, rule. the Democrats probably would have voted for him to, to if he agreed to get rid of that rule. That's a dangerous, dangerous, you know, let's go have every imaginable fight on the floor and then vote on bills. And then it's up or down. You work it out or you don't. Okay. And all of that, but have the government be open for business because you can't do anything. Right. If there's no Speaker of the House, effectively, it shuts down both houses of Congress, except for confirming judges, which the Senate can still do. Right. Unless, of course, what you want to do is have the Senate confirm promotions in the military because crazy Tommy Tuberville will stop them on that side of the Congress. But the main thing is for passing legislation, which if you're spending money must originate in the House of Representatives right. and then go to the Senate 
you can't do anything if there's no speaker. You're just stopped. You're stopped. That's right. And and to be able to have one person to bring it to bring it to a vote, which means a vote of no confidence can happen any day, any time, for any reason, no matter how stupid or ill-conceived. And for as long as the Republicans will tolerate that, that rule is going to exist for the rest of this Congress, probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh no, I think so, that's right. Yeah. So this is all the more reason why the Democrats need to come out in numbers that will just break every calculator next year and overwhelmingly take the House and the Senate if possible. Yeah. I hope you're right. Yeah. You know. I'm gonna cross my fingers and hope your prediction is right on that. I, I mean I really yeah. I really think because yeah, it, it's if they can't do it this time, I, I just don't know what in the world it's gonna take because these people cannot govern. Well, because but the think about the gerrymandering, I mean, yeah, look, uh, right. But look what North Carolina is doing. I mean, we, we set the example for the rest of the country when we when we create maps that, um, you know, don't represent absolutely do not represent our state. Right. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's just something that um, it's frightening. And and we set the stage for other states to do that. If you don't think that other other states are watching what's happening in North Carolina. I mean, I, I don't know. Lawsuits are no lawsuits. It's still it still has taken place along with the little secret police that's going to happen. But, you know, it's it's I think it's imperative that we get back into the into the House and Senate and, and take over. I mean, I think it's just we've watched the dysfunctionality of uh, of the Republicans. And we just as a country, we should be thinking we deserve better. And I, I just. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it, it really, it, it this is people say this all the time, but the world is watching this and, you know, leaders around the world and, and a bunch of uh, uh, leaders who are not our friends are watching this and right. would love to be able to exploit it. And it's, uh, you know, then you hear a big boom outside and you think, what now? <laughs> <laughs> right. What so, you know, I mean, you're not wrong on? to wonder, yeah. is, is everything okay out here? Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. out here in the country, because this country. crazy stuff can happen. I mean, I, you know, I'm just we we need to not suffer from a lack of imagination. Yeah. Um, for uh, we don't want to have a failure of imagination when it comes to our security. And this absolutely, I think that as this went on, for, especially for the last several days, it really became an argument about national security. And I think that some I, I would re I'm really looking forward to some of the more in-depth reporting that's going to come out about what really happened behind the scenes. This guy right. was there all along. And the and there's only one reason and one reason only that he sailed through like he did. And that is that he had the complete behind the scenes and not behind the scenes blessing of Donald Trump. And I mean, that means that they have just turned the party over to him in terms of who are you scared of? You know, they're, they're just afraid of him. And, and that's all. It's not that he's trying to lead the party philosophically in any particular direction. Right. He's just saying, yeah. if, if you don't pick someone who's loyal, who's been loyal to me, I'm going to push these buttons and, and make that person miserable. And you'll be yeah. sorry that you picked him. And that's, that's right. all he does. That's all he has to do. Yeah. Because that's how weak they are. Oh God, that's ay ay ay. Frightening. Yes. Frightening. Well, don't be, don't be frightening. Too, don't be too scared because we're gonna have to take a quick break bum, bum, and talk bum, some bum. more with Penny. Uh, who knows what? What? Who yeah. knows what? Halloween. Scary things are coming up. Halloween is coming up, and we're gonna talk to Penny Rich about her costume right after this. Speak <laughs> to the weekend water cooler on ninety-seven nine The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Okay, we're back with Penny Rich, and we were just in the break. We were just eating our Snickers bars and talking about Halloween. Do you have, in your uh, community where you live, do you have a lot of trick-or-treaters? We do not. So my old, yeah, I know. My old neighborhood, I lived in a, you know, more of a cul-de-sac-y kind of suburban. And it was fun because all the moms would um, hang out together. Dads would take the kids trick-or-treat and the moms would hang out and drink wine, which is to me just, you know, the way to do it. Right. I mean, you know, they're going to come around, but now I live, I live very close to downtown Carborough now, which I love, but it's not that kind of neighborhood. Let's put it that yes. way. Yeah. The kids will come around at four o'clock that live in the neighborhood yeah. and then they'll be in bed because, you know, they're all really kind of young. You know, in my neighborhood, which is yeah. up near Camp New Hope. Right. We have like a, a one mile long street. We have one branch off the street that goes up the hill with a few houses on it, but it's basically this one street. And, you know, when my kids were small, I went trick or treating with them and we went out. This is crazy, I know, but we went out on Halloween <laughs> and we went out <laughs> when it was dark. Yeah. Because it's, dark, it's probably times, dark right? Yeah, yeah. And, but there's no street lights on my street. No, no. And so no. I have to say, you know, and there's no sidewalks on my street. Right. So, you know, this got a little sketchy sometimes. One year, uh, we had a neighbor. I have no idea who it was who did this, but bless their hearts. I could kiss them. Who had a truck and had a trailer, like a mesh trailer behind it. They Mm. put a bunch of haystacks on it, a bunch of bales of hay, I should say. And, you know, had it kind of decorated for Halloween. And the nice thing is because of how the trailer was low to the ground. And so what they did is they just drove up and down the street very, very slowly. They they did it like a shuttle bus at Disney. You could just hop on trick-or-treat for a few minutes, hop off, you know, hop on, hop off, ride up to the next section of the street. And the kids could get on and off. They could walk on the street beside it if they wanted to. It was glorious. How much fun is that? I know. I know. In our neighborhood. And, you know, and then, and then I don't know how this happened, Penny, but all the kids grew up. They did. And you still, you know what? The, They're you know rotten what kids. They grew up, and, but you know what happened? I bet you still bought the chocolate, and because there's no kids now, guess who has to? Well, eat that's it? that's a good point. There's some truth so, to that, right? So <laughs> now, what we have, we you know, we've had as this happens in every neighborhood, it's just life. Houses turn over, right? Next generation, new families come in. Yeah, obviously they bought houses in Chapel Hill, so they're rich. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, they're not you. So they, so <laughs> so we have you know new families with young kids, and so it's kind of made a comeback. Except for one thing, one of our neighbors, and I honestly I don't know who it is. They uh, bought a sign, a big big banner sign that says. Thanksgiving this year, Thanksgiving, I'll be all right. Halloween this year will be on trick or treating will be on Saturday. This, you know, so it's always the weekend. Oh, because it's not a Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like three to 6 p.m. Yeah. Okay. And what they do is every year they put out a bag at this sign at the entrance to our subdivision. And it's filled with orange balloons and you take a balloon, you blow it up and you tie it onto your mailbox if you are providing candy for trick-or-treaters. Right. And that way, 
We all know who's how, because we have, some people have pretty long driveways and you don't want to walk all the way up there only to find out that there's no, they went to Alaska right now. So, okay. So there's that doing it, you know, basically toward the middle or late afternoon means that it's still light outside. The kids could see safer for everybody. Yeah. To be honest, it's basically that the street shuts down. I mean, you're not, you're not going to have, you might have an occasional Amazon truck, but there's so many people out walking in the middle of the road, up and down the road. Nobody's going flying up and down the road. Yeah. So it's much safer for everybody. And now my favorite part of the story, which is that my grandchildren come over and their thing is to come trick-or-treating at Jamon Poppy's neighborhood. And then, you know, they have a year ago moved to Mebane. So they're discovering neighborhoods that are near, right near where they live because they live on kind of a main drag road, but they've got a, a subdivision right, right next to them. So they're going to go trick-or-treating on Halloween in their neighborhood that's, you know, right near their house. Right. But the main trick-or-treating, the big deal, absolutely certain it's deal gonna be at your is at our place. house on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. In the afternoon, it's going to be just, uh, the weather's going to be nice. Yes, it uh, is going to be nice. It, you know, if that's fun. You yeah. Know, it's, yeah. It's great. And it's, yeah. it's, especially, you know, with COVID, everybody, the first year, you know, everybody was kind of skittish. I don't even think we did it October of that year. I'm not sure we did Uh-oh, it. Oh, for sure. No, it was closed down. But I, you know, it's, I have to tell you my old neighborhood, what we used to do, which I thought was great. We used to have a potluck on Halloween. Yeah, night. that's great also. And it started early. And this way we got food into the kids. Yes. Right? We got, we got like real food into them. Yes. And then everybody would move together around the neighborhood. And yeah. it was, it was lovely. And then uh, unlike your neighborhood, it was a little bit more citified. It wasn't so much urban. So there were street lights and there, everyone had flashlights and, you know, when the dads oh, were yeah. talking the kids, so they wouldn't be running out now, in the middle. Of now the you did this in New York when you were growing up. You know, I, so it was, trick-or-treating was weird in, in New York and New Jersey, right? It was really, it was because, I mean, apartment buildings are so different than, you know, urban living is. Just did you so go around different. the building? Eh, you know, a little bit, a little bit, but it was, you know, you hung out on the street. I mean, for some clean. people, it's more about going to a Halloween party than the trick or treating thing. More so parties. Well, certainly as you got older, it was it was yeah. definitely more. But party and the reason why the parties were so special, and I know you really want to talk about it, is because of the costumes. Because oh, you yes. what you got to wear, you know. Oh yes. Yeah. So now, all right, Jean, now can, you know. Yeah, let's go. I want every know year since is. about 2015, yeah. Donald Trump has been, I'm sure, a top seller. Mm for most horrifying thing to see at your front door. Okay, but that's true. But what do you think? I I have the ranked 2023. What do you think the number one costume is going to be? I think that you're going to tell me what it is right after this break, Penny Rich. We're going to take a quick break. I'm sorry to do it. Oh my God. She was saying terrible words about me right now. We're going to talk about all the best costumes. I think I know what the number one costume is. I'm not telling you until we come back. I think I know what it is, but uh, we will hold that until we come back. You're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler Trick or Treat Edition (laughs) on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back with Penny Rich, and we're talking trick-or-treat. We're talking Halloween. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to remember, well, uh, my most famous Halloween costume was in 1963. My most famous 
Halloween event was that on Halloween day, when I was, I was five years old, I went over the handlebars of my bike mm. and broke the fall on the concrete curbing with my face. Nice. Uh, nice. And how'd that, how'd that uh, feel? Knocked out. It felt pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I think. And I knocked out, shattered all of my front teeth, nice. uh, separated my upper gum from the roof of my mouth. My poor mother was taking a nap and she had, after all, just had a baby not long before that, my younger brother. And uh, she woke up to find me, her darling, darling, five-year-old child in my white sweatshirt, awash with blood. And you know, it's not like today where you would wake up and see that and say, oh yeah, very funny. You know, yeah. <laughs> thinking that the older siblings had maybe played a prank. No, no, uh, no. My mother got an ice cold washcloth, shoved it in my mouth and called the dentist who called an oral surgeon and I went to the oral surgeon and had all of that repair done. And, you know, I had oral surgery is what I had a fairly extensive a six year old surgery nice. to repair yeah. this uh, grievous damage in my mouth and came back with, I'm sure a very impressive upper lip and swelling and all the rest. That year, my costume was that I was going to be an alligator, an mm. alligator. And I had a, a mask that was the long snout of the alligator, right? And it would open up. Well, I was not to be denied that I was going trick-or-treating that night, you know, surgery or no surgery. Regardless, yeah. Come and, on. you know, in this, in this time, you know, we lived in this nice little suburban neighborhood in Manchester, and everybody in the neighborhood had heard about this by that time. So my mother took me around to a few houses, right, where the neighbors who knew me, and they said, oh, how is she? You know, we heard what happened. And how I remember it, is I remember that my mother would open up the jaws of the of the mask and to show, show everybody oh, here she is, you know, right? <laughs> and I got a giant bag of pity candy. Nice. And our, our neighborhood was absolutely great for trick-or-treating. We would go around, come home, change into our second costume, get another bag, go out again. Wow. I mean, you know, these were shopping bags, right? Yeah. I mean, it was fantastic. This was, you know, candy until Easter. This was sure, like sure. huge, yeah. huge haul of candy. And so that is my most famous, uh, most memorable, I guess, uh, in our family, our most, our most famous costume was my alligator costume because of the gore that I had to back <laughs> it up inside the costume. Okay. One year taking my kids around, I did no costume. I just got one of those fake knives that looks like it's a knife going through your head like Steve Martin's yeah. arrow, right? Yeah. And uh, I went around, they'd say, what, what's your costume? And I'd say, oh, I'm a serial killer. I look like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. I love it. All right. So Jean, the question was, what do you think the number one costume is going to be on Tuesday? Oh, Halloween? well, I, I absolutely have no trouble for one second. Uh, uh, deducing that the number one and and one a costumes are going to be a wash in pink oh yeah it's, it's going to be it's oh yeah you got it you got it barbie 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 and just ken yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and ken so it is going to be a lot of barbie um ken is going to be in there but yep barbie is going to be but ken is ken has to be in the background because he's always just ken. he's just um, ken yeah. now you could be you could be skipper you could be you know the interesting thing the interesting and totally wonderful thing about that movie 
is all of the other lines of Barbie that that they talk about in the movie. And they say, you know, this is uh, Barbie the lawyer and Barbie the doctor. And they talk about Midge, which was a Barbie doll that was sold and was discontinued because Midge was, you know, pregnant, pregnant, yeah, uh, without any obvious explanation, by the way. (laughs) Um, And and all of those. And then they run the titles during the movie to show you that, you know, Midge was discontinued and, and all this stuff, all of those are real. Yeah. And I have to think that a whole industry probably sprung up in costumes for <laughs> Halloween. Because these people are geniuses and they're- Oh, learning. absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't think they're going to make a ton of money off of it oh, this year- God bless okay. them. I, yeah. I think it's wonderful. I'm it happy. Is. You know it what? Is. I might run out right now. Get some pink. And go get me some costumes. Some pink. But oh, I, I will tell you, yeah. what, uh, you got? what I do have, and Penny can see this, and I'm oh, sorry that our goodness. listeners can't. I have wow. a face painting kit because my grandson got his face painted at the fair, and it was the greatest thing ever. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm doing that. I'm yeah. just, I'm not going to do a costume. I'm just going to paint. I'm well, just we did that one paint. year with, you know, my mom, Jackie, of course, everybody knows she just turned 94. One year she, she looked, she's been living with us for quite some time and she wanted to go out as a clown. And so I found a big old clown costume at, you know, whatever it is. You party oh, city that's a good idea. I have a clown hat. I could do that. And she had a clown fro, you know, the, the Jew fro. And then we got the face paint and she painted her face up and she looked fabulous. And the kids loved it. They were like, wow, Grammy's going trick-or-treating with us. She and should do this. She should do this this year. It was fun. I'll, I'll have to dig up an old picture for you and show you, but it, it was a lot of fun. All right. What comes after Barbie? What do you think the number two costume is? And let's think for, for girls right now. Taylor Swift. <laughs> and her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. Well, so I don't, I'm sure that's going to be maybe for the teenage group, but for the younger ones, it's still a princess. It's still the it's princess. It's just still a princess. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And for boys, it's Spider-Man. They still want to be Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man, you know. Yeah, Elvie yeah. was out at uh, at at Winter's uh, soccer practice last night. Out there yeah. in his Spider-Man jammies, Aww. to watch to watch the uh, soccer practice. And he said, "I I said, Elvie, are you know? Let me you know, why don't you let me put your jacket on you and whatever." And he said, "He said, no, I need to be able to throw webs. I have to be <laughs> able to. I have to be able to you know throw a web if I need to." Yeah, I'm a a superhero. I don't need my jacket. uh, Makes sense to me. (laughs) I don't know. I'm thinking that's probably fine. Yeah. How about political figures? Who are the political figures? I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, Trump, Trump, of course, but. I mean, who else? Oh, Matt Gates. Isn't he just isn't he just a a stereotypical hair? Gotta be right. Situation for him. I mean, like, you know, you you if you have a teenage daughter, you would definitely slam the door if he appeared at the front door. No candy for him. No, but it looks like it looks like Trump is still taking the cake there when it comes to and um, the baby Trump in the diaper. Oh, definitely. Oh, that's going to be bigger this year than ever. uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, they're still saying that Lincoln and Washington are are also um, popular, but yeah, I don't know. I I think that you you probably have Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. I mean, I think- Oh yeah, they should go off together, right? Yeah, I think, you know, as as adults, um, I do have to say we joke around in in my office because we have these files that we can never get rid of. And my colleague, James Bartow, calls one of his buckets of files, the buckets of horror- 
So um, we're, we're figuring out how to make a buckets of horror costume. And I'm not quite oh. sure how we'll do that yet. But we, we might need some, um, you know, creative thought there. But a bucket of horror. I mean, a I bucket of horror. Well, I, I can tell you some really cool stuff that was <laughs> from a, uh, a haunted house that Brian's fifth grade teacher did. And one of the one of the best things is to have something that has like some ping pong balls that you uh, draw on them. So they look like eyeballs, but then everything oh, yeah. else, you have a whole bowl of them. Yeah. It's about half ping pong balls and about half is peeled grapes. Huh. And you just think about you putting your hand into that Ew. and the sensation that that would be. Yeah. That's what well, it's that's all fun. about. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of fun things you could do, but I, I, I think I, I don't, I don't want to dismiss your Taylor Swift. I think there will be many people trying to look like Taylor Swift. I don't know about her boyfriend, but you know, I think I, I no, it's just, think... it's gotten so much attention because oh of goodness. the, because of the I... football thing. And so if you got a Kansas city chiefs, uh-huh. jersey, and a girl who either has long blonde hair or has a long blonde hair wig. Yeah. Then they're going to be, you know, you Taylor yeah. and Travis. That's, they're the new it couple. They seem like a sweet couple. Yeah, I wish we should, we should just leave them alone though for a little bit and let them do what they want to do. Well, know? I but mean, you know, you frankly, you know, some of this is their own doing. I mean, let's be fair. Oh yeah. And, Marketing genius. And, you know, what did they say uh, about if it works out for Travis, he's the one he's the one who'd be marrying up, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, you know, she's the one who needs to sign a prenup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, talk about marrying an empire. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Well, you she's, know, I you know, admire her, Penny. Oh, I was just going to say the same thing. She's she's a marketing genius. She took over early when she realized yep. that, you know, her manager was like, oh, no. And she's like, uh, uh, no, oh, no, no, I own she, this stuff. This, this is, is my not, stuff. This is yeah. me. Yeah. So she took yep. over early and, you know, her parents certainly helped her out and, and she, you know, she's what early thirties now and she's yeah. multi, multi, multi. And, and, you know, and unlike, unlike the 45th president, she is someone who took her own talent and is a self-made empire of, right. of industry. I mean, she is an industry. And fills stadiums with adoring, adoring fans, and she adores them right back. And and it's well placed. She's an admirable figure. She appreciates the platform she has and respects her fans and and all of that. I, I love that she puts her finger into politics at least enough to tell people to get out and vote and and, and be in the process and right. and own the future. That's a real self-made millionaire right there. Oh yeah. Billionaire. Billionaire by now after I this said, last tour. I, for I, I, yeah. I said billionaire wrong. Billionaire. Yeah. Billionaire. Billion. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. That's, that's that is the development of a fortune attributable only to her and her talent and brains and skill as a just a smart business person. Yeah. Brilliant. That's She's brilliant. The story that should be lifted up as a great American success story that, you know, Trump can only dream about. He, he doesn't, he doesn't know anything about that kind of extreme success, no. you know, unimpeachable success. Handed to him at a plate. I, I mean, I mean you, know, you know, seriously. Yeah. Trick or treat, Donald. 
it's, it's getting very difficult for it's him. getting tight for him, yeah. And yeah. by the time we meet again, who knows what? how many fines will have been slapped upon him. Not but enough, as not, far as I'm not concerned. Not enough. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's not the money. It's just anybody having authority over him. I, I enjoy watching him. Penny Rich, we're totally out of time. Ugh. Totally out of time. Again. So I'm going to say once again, thank you for meeting up at the water cooler, Penny Rich. And, uh, you know, folks, if you're going out, uh, go Tar Heels. If you're going out, be safe, be careful, take care of yourself. And if you're staying in, keep it right here on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.